This is Jeff Billard from Sonic Echo, and you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Bells in the Bat Free, the golden years. This is episode number eight and nine. Let me explain. In December of 2005, I did two shows in fairly rapid succession, and both of them had regular stuff in them and Christmas stuff in them. So I decided that I would take all the regular stuff and put it in one show, that would be this one, and the Christmas stuff in the next show, which will be the next one. It's sort of a best-of situation. So here is the non-Christmas material from 2005. Well, well. It's Arnie Cunch Party. Yeah, I finished it. Finished what? I finished my next documentary. Your what? My nature's documentary. Wait, 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 wait. One little bit at a time. My nature. Your nature. Doc. Doc. Documentary. Documentary. Yeah, my nature's documentary. Nature documentary. Uh, just remember, a couple of weeks ago, I gave you a script and asked you to do the voiceover. That's right. The the thing about the penguins. Yeah, yeah. Except it's not on penguins anymore. It's not on penguins anymore. Well, what should I do? My documentary on penguins, but that other guy makes that March is a penguins movie. Oh. And I couldn't come out with my penguin movie because everybody's saying I'm imitating his penguin. Right. Movie, so right. I changed it. Right, what'd you change it to? I changed it to Seals. Seals? Seals. But what about the soundtrack? Don't you need to change it? Well, yes, yes. We make a change in the voiceover. Remember, I came in and said, could you say the word Seals? Yeah, I just said Seals. Yeah, and I just did some masterful editing in the soundtrack. And that's all you needed then. You want to see it? You want to see it? Sure. You want to see sure. it? You want to see sure. it? You want to see all it? All right already. Okay, everybody, come on. We're going to watch my movie. Let's start the movie. Okay, let me turn the projector. Arnie Kunchpard Productions presents March of the Seals. Yes, Seals. Nature's Harlequins, except without makeup. Here on a remote coastline, Seals frolic and play. They dash into the water and return to the shore. Here we see them in their natural habitat, performing amusing mating rituals. Um, Arnie, this is supposed to be the seal's natural habitat. Yeah, isn't it cool? So neat. They're blowing little horns, Arnie. Yeah, seals do that. It's part of their natural habitat. No, no, you know? that's not part of their natural habitat. That That's something that, that, that man makes them do. They don't have horns in their natural habitat. They don't? No. I didn't know that. Well, did you take horns with you when you went? Well, I didn't actually go, per se. What do you mean you didn't go? I mean, I just sort of stayed here, you know? Well, who went? Who took the pictures here? I mean, who did the... Well, actually, it's <clears throat> CG. This is computer-generated? Yeah. You computer-generated a nature documentary? Well, yeah. Why didn't you go there and shoot it? Well, it was hot, and there were bugs. It was kind of expensive. Did you at least do some research? Of course, I did extensive research. Well, what kind of research material did you use? Old Ed Sullivan shows. Okay, that turn off the turn off the projector. That's it. That's it, Arnie. I just never mind. Just thanks for dropping by and sharing your movie with us. Want to see the rest of it?
No. Ah. Mr. Bell, Mr. Bell, I've done it, I've done it. Oh, this is going to make us a fortune. Hello, Brad. Everybody, this is Brad Montworth, our uh, man in charge of commercials and marketing. Brad, what's going to make us a fortune? I have managed to make a deal to put us on network radio. What? Network radio. Wow. I mean, there's money to be made here. Well, that's amazing, Brad. This is the best idea you've ever had. Well, uh, how much are they paying us? Oh, you see, that's part of the deal. They don't pay us. What? I offered them the show for... For free. For free? Brad, how can we make money if this show is... Here's how it works. Uh, Since we own the program and it's on their network, Uh we sell the commercials and we can keep all the money we get from commercials. It's a half-hour show and we can sell, oh, I don't know, up to 20 minutes with commercials. Think of the money will be rolling in. Brad, 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 you're hyperventilating. Settle down, settle down. Breathe deep, breathe deep, breathe deep. Okay. Finish your story. That's the whole story, Mr. Bell. Uh-huh. They run the show on yeah. their network. Uh-huh. We sell commercials. <laughs> wow. Okay, what's the network, Brad? Which network? The network is National uh-huh. Public Radio. What? NPR, National Public Radio. National p- Public Radio. <laughs> okay, Brad. Yeah? Sit down. Huh? Okay. National Public Radio. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have ads. No ads? None. Okay, okay, Brad. Breathe deeply. Breathe deeply. Settle down. Calm down. Calm, calm, calm. How can they not have ads? Settle down. That's on America. Settle down. How do they make money? They ask for money during their most popular shows. I guess that would leave, leave us, us out. out. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, what are we going to do? I, I mean, I, what kind of shows do they have on this 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 communistic... Calm down, calm down, calm down, okay, calm, 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 calm. On this, on this, on this, on this national public radio mm-hmm. travesty. Well, they have all sorts of shows, like they have the news, uh-huh. and they have Prairie Home Companion, uh-huh. and they have... Uh, you ever heard Car Talk? No, what's Car Talk? It's where these two mechanics, very funny mechanics, talk about cars and take calls with questions about cars. Uh-huh. and I've heard they're going to update the show. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 updating it for the 21st century, and they're not going to have just uh, questions about cars. They're going to have questions about yes. well, it, let's just put it this way: instead of calling it car talk, they're going to call it star talk. Huh? It's probably going to sound like this. <laughs> Stupid show. Welcome to Star Talk. We're zipping Zoom. The Rocket Brothers here to answer your spaceship repair questions on Intergalactic Public Radio. Now let's talk to our first caller. Hello, this is Star Talk. Uh, hello, my name is Dave, and I'm calling from somewhere between Earth and Jupiter. Dave, Dave, that a nice name. Yes, sir. D A V E. You got it. What can we help you with today, Dave? Well, I'm currently out in a space pod outside my ship. I can't seem to get my ship computer to open the pod bay doors. Whoa, that is a problem. Are the doors stuck, Dave? A couple of gallons of W. D forty should loosen her right up. I know they loosen you up. You gotta stop drinking that stuff. <laughs> it's uh, not the doors. It's the computer. It refuses to open the doors. Refuses to open, huh? Sounds like you have a ticked-off computer. Dave, what kind of computer runs your ship? It's the Hal. 
Dell 9000 model. Oh, I saw that computer on display at the last computer <laughs> show on Alpha Centauri. I thought all it did was sing. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer true. Uh, you'll keep singing. You'll be pushing up daisies. Dave, has this computer shown any other erratic behavior? Well, it's misdiagnosed some problems, and it's killed off most of the crew, but other than that... Yeah, these are pretty standard computer problems. Yeah, they all date back to Windows 95. Tell you what you need to do. Go activate the manual door release. Let yourself inside. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, 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 I, well I thought of that, but I don't have a spacesuit with me. You're in an EVA pod with no spacesuit? And people call us stupid. Well, at least they call me stupid, but hey, I'm not that stupid. We'll debate that later. Dave, it comes down to one question. How, How long, long can you, you hold your breath? breath? <laughs> well, I get the uh, picture, guys. Hey, love your show. Good luck to you, Dave. Regards to how. How many times have we told people wear those space suits? Millions of Let's times. go to our next caller. Hello, you're on Star Talk. Hi, this is Jim. Hello, Jim. Where are you calling from? Uh, me and my buddies are heading for the moon. You know, a little exploration, a little golf. Love those lunar vacations. Yeah. vacation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've got a problem. We heard this loud bang, mm. and now our power is all screwing. A bang, huh? Now, you sure was a bang and not a boom. Definitely a bang. What kind of spaceship you in, Jim? A uh, standard NASA Apollo job, Model 13. Have you called NASA yet? Oh, heck no. Uh, I know how expensive these things are. I wanted to see if you guys could uh, help me first. It sounds to me like while you were driving around, joyriding in this Apollo, there was an errant spark in one of your oxygen mixes. What are you talking about? It's more like that martini mixer. <laughs> Look, since you're out in space and kind of cut off from pot supply places or junkyards. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You are wearing your spacesuits, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes. We are wearing our spacesuits. Great. We'll give you credit for that much intelligence. But you're going to have to call NASA. Tell him you got a problem. The truth will set you free. But how do I do that? How do I break it to them gently that I've blown a hole in the side of their expensive spacecraft? I recommend you say, Houston, you've got a problem. Yeah, blame it on them. It's their fault. Really? What did they expect when they named it Apollo 13? I guess Good luck so. to you, Jim. I hope you and the others get home okay. Oh, we will, but we may be paying for this spacecraft for quite a while. Hey, who knows? Maybe you can work out a movie deal or something. Yeah. Yeah, Bye-bye. Okay, it's time for this week's puzzle. It is? I don't remember last week's puzzle. That's because last week's puzzler was trying to figure out what the heck you did with last week's puzzle. Oh, yeah. Did anybody solve that? No. So we have a brand new puzzle. Brand new puzzle. This was sent in by somebody named Ripley. Believe it or not. Who wants the answer to this puzzler real fast. Uh-huh. You're in a spaceship, see, and both your pet cat and a giant acid-blooded, man-eating, indestructible alien are running around loose. Sounds like our family reunion. <laughs> yeah, except quietly. Yeah. The question is, do you send the entire crew out to find the cat, or do you consider the cat to be Purina alien chow and get the hell off the spaceship? Now that's a puzzle! Send your answers to Puzzler. Star Talk, Space Station, Geosynchronous Orbit, Above Earth, Our Fair Planet, Sol System, Milky Way Galaxy. Hey, I had a Milky Way in my dad's galaxy. Once. We got time for one more caller. Hello, you're on Star Talk. Hello, this is Jim. Hey, we just had a Jim right before the puzzler. Why does everybody name their kids Jim these days? Or is it that we have a tendency to shoot more Jims into space than anybody else? If that's true, why couldn't your name have been Jim? Huh. Hello, Jim. What can we do for you? I was traveling in my starship today, and we came out of light speed, and I discovered I had a Klingon 
problem. I hate it when that happens. I get it in my socks all the time. You try to pull them apart, you get shocked. Hey, vacuum head is not that kind of Klingon. We're talking about the meanest, nastiest, most aggressive and bloodthirsty beings in the galaxy. IRS auditors. Jim, don't listen to him. If you got Klingons, just hit them with everything you got to chase them off. Then let the next generation worry about them. I can do yeah, and take a speed talking course while you're at it, will you? Bye-bye. Well, you've done it again. You've wasted another light year listening to Star Talk. Our producer is Nebula. Our director is Binary Mary. Our planetary research director is Sol System. Our agent in charge of morning liftoffs is Booster Rooster. Our secretary in charge of everything is Susan Actic, known around here as our Gal Actic. Our intern in charge of trying to win things is Hugh S.S. Enterprises. Our morale officer is Haywood Jatakoff. Our personal show critic is Isaac Razumov. Our high-class liaison to to procure feather pillows is Countdown. And our goon in charge of breaking legs is Photon the Torpedo. This is Zip and Zoom, the Rocket Brothers, saying, Don't warp space and time like my brother. Don't warp space and time like my brother. Don't warp space and time like my brother. There, you did it anyway. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And now here's a special message from our gantry chief out at Elma Gantry, Vince Boomball. Yeah, I got your gantry right here. If you want a copy of any of these shows, there's only one way to get it. You mean to write to us and ask for it? You're really asking for it, you ask me. No, to turn on your tape recorders and record it while we're doing it. We got better things to do than provide you people with your own recordings. What, you got no life or what? Thank you for your helpful words. Yeah, helpful this. Here's Mr. Wizard. Well, good morning, Billy. Hello, Mr. Wizard. How are you feeling today, Billy? I'm feeling fine. Too bad, Billy, because we're going to learn how a completely different culture from ours treats certain ailments and pains. Really? Are you suggesting I'm lying, Billy? No, no, I... Shape up, Billy. Okay. And let me introduce you now to Dr. She Kebab. He is an expert in acupuncture. Do you know what that is, Billy? Sure. I didn't think you did. Acupuncture is the ancient art of curing ailments by sticking long needles into the patient at specific places. It's getting late and I have an appointment. <laughs> While our assistants help Billy onto the table, I think I need to mention something here. Dr. Kabob usually works with incredibly thin, painless needles. Uh, but because those thin needles don't show up well on television, I've taken the liberty of exchanging them for easier-to-see knitting needles. Uh, Billy, tell me where you're hurting. I feel fine. I feel great. Really? Hand me that sledgehammer, will you? My, oh, my head. Yes, the classic headache. Doctor, if you will. As you can see, the doctor is sticking the needles into various parts of Billy's anatomy. Being a little dull, a few of the needles need a little coaxing to go in. But the doctor is doing a great job. Billy, how do you feel now? My leg hurts, my arm hurts, my chest hurts. Billy has completely forgotten about that little headache he had just moments ago. Thank heavens that's over. But Billy did mention about a dozen other places that do hurt. The doctor, see if you can help Billy some more. While I recommend you kids at home not to attempt acupuncture on any of your brothers and sisters. Give me a call and I'll send Billy right over. <laughs> Until next time, this is Mr. Wizard saying bye-bye. And now, with views on the news and movie reviews, here's Siloquy. 
Hi, this is Cy Liliqui. I was looking for a movie to review this week, so I checked the paper for movies and their run times. Harry Potter, two and a half hours. Narnia, two and a half hours. King Kong, three hours. What's going on here? I have, at best, a two-hour bladder. So there's no way I can make it through ten previews, six commercials, and a three-hour feature, especially with the barrel of soda sitting in my lap. I mean, soft drinks in theaters are so big, they almost need their own ticket to get in. In my lifetime, I probably missed the accumulated time of 50 movies by going to the bathroom. I'm the only person in the audience of Star Wars Episode Three who was surprised to find out that Anakin becomes Darth Vader. I missed the whole original Luke, I am your father thing because I was in the bathroom. As I see it, there's only three solutions to this problem. One, pass a law to make movies last no longer than 90 minutes. This will not only save my bladder, but generally improve most movies. Two, return to the glorious old tradition of intermissions. Hey, you'll sell more popcorn. And three, put monitors in the bathrooms that are displaying the movies on the screens so you can follow your movie while taking care of business. Yes, this could get a bit complicated when the theater has over 20 screens. Then you'd have to issue remote controls to every bathroom user so they can tune in their own movie or whatever movie they think looks better. Is there a fourth possibility? Mm, depends. Yes, depends. Wear them. Use them. I'm Cy Liliqui. That's my two cents worth and someone owes me change. And that was the Bells in the Bat Free pre-Christmas show from 2005. Next up, the very first Christmas extravaganza. Be here. Just in time for the holidays. Everything old is new again. Repellent Pictures, the studio that brought you Santa Claus vs. the Mullahs, proudly presents a retelling of the classic Frank Capra picture, It's a Wonderful Life. Let's go back to sleepy, tiny Bedford Falls, home of hard-working George Bailey, played by James Stewart, and money-grubbing old miser Mr. Potter, portrayed by Lionel Barrymore. Just remember this, Mr. Potter. That this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. People were human beings to my father, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about, I know. Well, I've said too much. I... You're the board here. You do what you want with this thing. Just one more thing, though. What? This! Don't miss this heartfelt, heartwarming, heart-pounding Christmas tale. Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. Sentence. Now playing at all fine cinemas. And released by Repellent Pictures. <laughs>